Yeah, I would say there's there's two. We have five different outbound strategies. Um, I would say the two that are most effective are outbound through LinkedIn, as well as outbound through targeted ads. So targeted ads is actually something we started um, just this year. We've been testing everything on ourselves last year. So it's a new value add for us, but we're basically leveraging, we have a, a lot of different data licenses. Um, and so we're able to take the criteria from our clients where they might say, you know, I want to get in front of CFOs or, you know, developers or engineers, whatever, at these size companies, we're then finding the, the output of that with different contact information. On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, we have John Butler. John has been in the marketing, sales, and consulting space for over 20 years. And in 2014, he founded his company, TF Leads. His company is focused on delivering quality leads to clients and continuously finding new strategies to get results. On this episode, he dives into the top five ways TF Leads generates leads for their clients how adding new resource teams to support your current client base boosts LTV, and lastly, my favorite, how you can take care of employees with equity deals to help create an ownership mindset. You're really gonna enjoy this one, y'all, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But before we begin, if you are an agency owner or media buyer, head over to funnel-.com to learn how their tools can help you scale your ads and get cash back. That's funnel-.com. Without further ado, here is your host, Dylan Carpenter. Well, how's it going, everybody? We're back in action with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. I'm your host today, Dylan Carpenter in the house. And today we have a very special guest who is an Austin-based agency. These guys specialize in B2B for local business with some crazy LTVs there. But it's actually a good friend of ours, you know, ran into him at a conference back in the day. He was just talking about his COVID vaccine. It's kind of wild these days, but shoot, John Butler, the CEO over at TF Leads. So, I mean, what's good, man? Dylan, thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here. Um, I am well. Yeah, I got my second vaccine shot yesterday. Can't believe it. And really blessed to be able to have a second vaccine shot today. I've heard that the second day is kind of a rough one. So I I was telling you a little bit earlier, I'm starting to feel it a little bit, but I, I should be fine and I should be good. My wife is, uh, she got her second one a couple of days back and, and she's good now. So I think it's typically a day or so and, and then you're good. Yeah, man, I, I could believe it. It's kind of freaky. You never know what's going to happen with being so new. So, I mean, hopefully it just blows over tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm excited. Just glad we get it behind me. Oh, true that. Well, give everybody some context, kind of your background, what y'all are getting into, just so everybody has an idea of what we're diving in. That's perfect. Yeah, so to give you some background, I, um, I've been running TF Leads for over seven years now. It is a exclusive B2B outbound lead generation company. And so the way we see the world is there's three different types of leads where you've got word of mouth. That's the best kind. That's the free kind. You've got inbound, people already coming to your website. They already know about your brand. And then our specialty is on outbound, basically reaching out to people that don't already know who you are or they need a reminder of who you guys are. And so that's kind of how we help people. Um, I would say the majority of our clients are here in Austin. Um, about 75% of our clients 
are here and our whole team is here, but 25% of our clients are outside of Austin, all across the United States, just kind of helping people in a different ways. Um, we are B2B industry agnostic. So we are trying to help people in whatever way possible to help scale um, and grow their teams, work with all types of sales um, teams as small as one, as, as big as I think the biggest sales team we're working with now is close to 30 salespeople. So, um, so it really just kind of depends on, on what our clients need, but that's what we're all about is just trying to, to do what works from an outbound lead gen perspective and get results for our clients. Oh yeah. And I mean, this probably all stems from scalability essentially. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, how scalable from your perspective is word of mouth and referral? It's just not right. I mean, it's the network is only as, as limited as your network is. And, and you just can't count on it from a, just a, an ongoing cadence standpoint. It's obviously great to have a great network. Um, you want to lean in that as into it as much as possible, but at the same time, you want something that's predictable. You want something that you can count on. And that's what we try to implement with our clients is some type of predictable model that they can expect a regular cadence of quality leads coming in the door for them. Now with predictable models, what kind of platforms are you using currently? Like what's the, what's the big generator for y'all? Yeah, I would say there's, there's two. We have five different outbound strategies. Um, I would say the two that are most effective are outbound through LinkedIn, as well as outbound through targeted ads. So targeted ads is actually something we started um, just this year. We've been testing everything on ourselves last year. So it's a new value add for us but we're basically leveraging, we have a, a lot of different data licenses. Um, and so we're able to take the criteria from our clients where they might say, you know, I wanna get in front of CFOs or, you know, developers or engineers, whatever, at these size companies, we're then finding the, the output of that with different contact information, uploading that into different ad platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, even Google ads, and, and from there, um, basically serving up really targeted ads, creating lookalike audiences, all that good stuff. So that's a new um, component that we're, we're definitely leaning more into just because we see the potential. But I would say LinkedIn and uh, targeted ads right now are the best two um, out of the five. So the other three are, we have one-to-one -one emails. Uh, we also have warm calling. Uh, we're kind of anti-cold calling. The spray and pray is no one likes that. And so from a warm calling standpoint, we'll only pick up the phone if someone has already expressed interest, but they just haven't gotten back to us on when they want to have that intro call. So for all of our strategies, we're trying to tee up intro calls for their sales team. The last strategy is it's also new for 2021 where it, it's really just dependent on if they have a really small universe of people they're going after. And it's, custom gifts, like sending physical gifts to people and trying to get their attention. I thought I meant digital gifts for a second. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I actually, it's funny you say that because I've had to clarify that with different um, clients that we're talking to. They're like, you, you do what exactly? It's like G-I-F-T-S, yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, for like we have a restaurant um, supplier as one of our clients. And, and they are just trying to get after, you know, different types of restaurant owners. And so we've talked about um, a gift strategy of sending like charcuterie boards to 
the types of people that they're getting in front of just something it's, it's cooking related, you know, it's, you know, restaurant related. Um, but it's something that kind of gets their attention. Um, and so that's, that's a, a new strategy, but we're excited about that one. If it makes sense. Uh, has it been, so have y'all been testing that? I'm kind of curious on the ROI of that actually. Yeah, we've been testing it. It has to, you have to go for, it's, it's more of like the home runs. You have to make sure that, you know, a closed deal with the people you're reaching out to is, is going to, you know, more than pay for this type of campaign. But yes, the, the ROI is hundred percent there. Um, it is a key way to get in front of executives, especially like we have one client that's fortune 500 focused only, and it's tough to get in front of fortune 500 execs, as you would imagine. And, and that's, it's just another way to differentiate yourself instead of them getting an email, a LinkedIn message, which they're probably already getting, a gift can kind of separate you from the others. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even in my experience, being more in the e-com realm, I know a couple of brands have sent me like tapped clothing. Whenever I bought a pair of boots, they had a little handwritten card like, we love Austin, Texas. And I was like, no way. That's cool. That's cool. And man, yeah, they aren't cheap. And I bought two more pairs and the, the, my LTV tripled for them. So, I mean, the, right. those personalized, you know, gifts or letters, they go a long way, whether it's B2C or B2B. They really do. They really do. Takes the time, but you got you to put in the time if you want to get the ROI. Oh, for sure. So let's dive into the framework of this bad boy. What's your yeah. rich dad, man? What's something that just actually killed it for y'all that you were maybe kind of shocked on or something that has that proof of concept that's just reusable or evergreen? Yeah, definitely. What, we, what really changed the game for us was adding um, additional resource teams to the mix. So let me explain what that means. We, we basically invoice based on how many resource teams our clients um, one access to. So we, we have um, four different teams. We have a, a strategy team, which is basically the client management side. We've got marketers, we've got creative team, and we have an analyst team. So with everyone's team, everyone's time combined, it's equal to a full-time person. And so our goal is to try to get you as many leads tapping into all these different expertise um, as possible every month. Now, until maybe two and a half years ago, we only did one resource team for our clients. And we started getting all these requests. Okay, I'm happy. Can I 2X this? Can I 3X this? And so we, we actually needed to get big enough to where we can allow for, you know, having uh, given our clients more time. But once we did that, it was a game changer. I mean, because clients would ask us, how do we get, you know, 100 leads or 150 leads? And at the time, you know, we would we would be like i don't know how we would do that because we're we're not big enough but but now we can easily say okay you need two resource teams you need five resource teams whatever it is and and we can easily get to the numbers they're trying to get to to scale that's awesome yeah and i mean it probably frees up a crap load of your time too especially at scale and adding on more client base i mean there's all a good trade-off there to where shoot everything looks good but then overhead costs are creeping up because you need more manpower essentially so that's you do. You do. there and clients they, they want to know that they can grow with you you know if it's successful I, I hear it I mean I actually heard it earlier today from the CEO from a prospective client he's like if this works we're just gonna keep putting money into it and and that's and that's the thing that's the case for you know for most marketing campaigns but it's basically it's the truth from an outbound Legion strategy where you got to figure out what works. And once you do, you just got to lean into it because that's how you really get to the scale um, element of things. 
Now, with y'all kind of being more on the targeted ad side more recently, are y'all kind of worried on the how Facebook's adjusting the lead gen with special ad categories and how it's going to affect lead gen? Because that's 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 the bigger industry that's going to be affected, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and especially too, because we typically start with Facebook, Instagram, and and then sometimes we move to to LinkedIn. LinkedIn's so expensive, yeah, from a cost per click standpoint. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. We're we're trying to keep, you know, our pulse on it as much as we can. Um, we're we're trying a lot of different things, like A/B testing, you know, some of the different demographics and and ways you can target on link or Facebook, as well as um, just seeing if we can insert the all the contact information that our analyst team researches or a b testing between those two things so it's interesting just to maybe it's like we just use our, our research um and we're, we're doing a lot of testing there just to see if if we can you know trust the different filters that the facebook has um or if we need to just kind of do the research separately upload it and start creating look like audiences from there yeah makes complete sense there yeah well, that's a nifty little game plan strategy there. It's exciting on the team side. I mean, you got, you got to do it at some point. My gosh, I'm doing the reverse. I was trying to scale up, but I'm like, I'm scaling back. I'm, I'm yeah. over it. <laughs> I hear you. It's tough. It really is. You can only, I mean, you can only take on a certain number of clients, as you know. And so our goal is to, to grow to, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, company um, as much as we can. And got to got to add to the team. So that's our goal. Oh, yeah. The amount of businesses out there, there's enough for everybody to feast, you know? Amen. It really is. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Nash's Ad Card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out Ad Card. See, the typical agency model is this you charge 10% of your spend. You make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask and then you had to put the card on your own amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business with ad card it's entirely different and streamlined you simply get your clients on ad card and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend it's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work check it out at funnel-.com so let's get to the fun stuff, man. While yeah. I was working good for you, we'd love to kind of dive into the poor ad segment, AKA something you thought would kill it that may have crashed and burned. So I yes. mean, what's your poor ad here? Yeah, so I actually have two for you. So the first is um, back in the day, we actually tried a per lead uh, invoicing because we started getting a lot of requests. You know, I'm all for, hey, let's figure this out. You know, if this is something I'm getting, on the sales side, let's start, let's try it. And, and what ended up happening is um, when it's a per lead cost, we found, and this kind of blew me away, but we found we were spending more time talking about if something was a quote unquote lead, than actually we were spending trying to get more leads. Um, the clients were, um, you know, 
when you, cause right now we're on a retainer basis. And so the clients have skin in the game, right? They want to make sure it's successful. They're getting the most from their money. When it was a per lead basis, um, it, w- it blew me away that execs at these different companies, they literally would just say, it's on you, go do your thing. And there wasn't half the support as there was when our clients were on retainer. We, we took a step back at some point and said, all of our best clients are on retainer. And so it was one of those like just eye-opening, like, okay, we're going retainer. From that point, we haven't looked back, but it we were trying to accommodate. And and you would think with accommodating, you would grow and, you know, it'd be something that you can keep doing. But it definitely just crashed and burned. It really did. It, it was where it was, it was, became more contentious, you know, like you're talking like, hey, that's a lead. Or like, I remember the one specifically, I, we teed up head of marketing at Arby's for a client and, and the CEO forgot to join the call. And he was like, I'm not paying for that. And I'm like, we just shouldn't even be having the conversation. Like it was obviously your fault. We did all the work to get him there. We never got him back. So sometimes you lose those leads, right? If, you know, especially if they're, if the, your client no shows them, um, it's tough for you to get that one back. But, um, it just became like this, you know, Hey, we got to figure this out. Um, and so now that now we just do, Hey, we're just trying to get you as many leads as we can get you. All leads are not created equal. Like we have no idea. Um, we were doing everything that is the best way to get quality leads. We have a certain process that we, we go through, but that was a big one. Um, and another one is we, we also tried out back in the day where we would do a commission structure. And, and so we would, they, we charge nothing where we said, Hey, if we close something or you close something from one of our leads, then, um, then we get paid like 5%, 10% or something like that. Well, sometimes we would do, you know, six month, 12 month agreements to do the commission. Well, we ended up finding out, um, at, for one of our clients, they closed like a, closed like a $250,000 deal, but they closed it as soon as our contract ran out. So they kind of like slow played it to where we would not have to get paid. Wow. And so we basically worked for free for this client for a long time. Um, and, and you think about like, for us, we only have visibility to creating leads. We have no idea. We have no control over how good they are at sales and closing the deal. And so that for us was just really eye opening because it was like, okay, we can't put ourselves in that situation where, you know, we're trusting them to tell us if they close something for us to get paid. Um, so that was tough. That was, that was real tough. But that's why you've been around for seven years and you kind of learn your lessons, but those are, those are two big lessons for us. Oh man, I've heard this one, that one before a ton. Yeah, because I mean, if you're doing some commission stuff, you better have access to freaking everything in the back. Everything. You never yes. have no idea. That's I know. Term. It's tough. So, I mean, some of them did work, but for that one where it was like a big payday, it could have been. It was just like, we got to take advantage of it a little bit. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Well... The final piece of the pie, the last puzzle piece, man. You know, with the name of the podcast, we'd love to kind of meet the crossroads of marketing and the financial side of things. 
So what kind of financial tip or principle could you kind of share with the audience based off your background, expertise, how you work yeah. with clients, the agency? Yeah. Yeah. So something we've instituted, we actually started this last year, um, but it's, it's something that I was a part of with another startup um, that I worked with years ago. But we, we actually give equity to everyone on the team. And we want um, everyone to have an ownership mindset. So the way we do it, and this is actually exactly how the, the startup that I worked with did it as well, they, they carved out 10% of the company for non-owners, all the employees. So, um, and the nice thing about that is you can get basically these kind of equity units um, at every six month interval. Every six months, our, our team has a potential for, for raises, promotions, equity units, whatever. And so it's just another way to also incentivize the team for doing a great job. But when that startup that I you know worked with back in the day, when they got bought, everybody cashed in. And what I want for, for my team, because they work you know, so hard and they're amazing, is I want everyone when, you know, whether we, if we sell in the future, minority share, majority share, I don't know, but we want everyone to get paid. And we want people to kind of have this ownership mindset um, between now and then to make sure that if they see something that's wrong, to address it. Um, you know, I, I'm the first to tell them that I'm not going to have all the, the good ideas. I'm not going to, you know, have everything um, together. And I, I need them to, if they see something, especially like they see something that they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis that they, they know isn't efficient or they need, they know it needs tweaking, like they got to take ownership of that and, and, and know that um, I'm going to 100% support whatever they're doing. So, um, so that's been a big thing for us. I, I think it really helps people not only just stay with the company longer. Um, you know, I was side hustling this for three and a half years and then I, I quit my management consulting job to do this full time. But like, we're starting to have employees that have now been with me three years. And, and that's, that's just an amazing feeling. They, they've seen it all um, from the very beginning. We've been doubling you know, the size of the company every year. Um, COVID, you know, we just stayed, stayed flat. We didn't, uh, we didn't grow last year, but um, it's better than not being in business. We had, we had some clients that's not in business anymore, which is unfortunate. So the goal is just keep growing um, and really empowering the team to, to be an owner of the company. And, and they can really, you know, we, we do plan on, you know, three, three to five years down the road, having some, some type of transaction. And, and we want people to, to know that they're going to see the fruit of their labor um, at that point. So that's a big thing. I think it really helps just from a, just a mindset perspective for, for everyone. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, yeah, and if, you know, that's, that's killer. I mean, everybody wants to make a big payday at the end. And when it's kind of part of the process, it really does kind of give that ownership minds, mindset, kind of like you mentioned here. Now, when it comes to TF leads, did you build it to sell it or it was just kind of something that just kind of crossed your mind? Maybe we'll sell it or maybe we'll just keep it forever. What, how, what's your perspective there out of curiosity? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I would say right now we're, we're leaning to, um, you know, build it to sell it. Um, I'm definitely open to, you know, Bain & Company. They've got like the cash cow quadrant. You know, if, if it's a cash cow, let's, let's keep going. Let's yeah. do this thing. But um, 
but but right now i would say in three to five years there's probably some element of transaction that happens um just because you know the more i see with partnerships and the more i see with you know just combining with other networks and things like that you can just grow so much faster so i'm i'm not this you know my, my wife and i are owners um 50 50 other than the 10 percent that, that's the team and we're just we're not in this to like be greedy we honestly want everyone to be successful and so for us it's like if we need to give up some equity to grow faster let's do it yeah and and so we we definitely love what we're doing i mean i i found out uh i started as a banker i always say that i'm a recovering banker and i uh fell in love with marketing and lead gen along the way and it was it was honestly just a side hustle just something that was helping with you know paying for for new things but I, I fell in love with it, honestly, and and now it's just what I'm passionate about. But um, but the intention initially was just, you know, side hustle. Let's try to figure it out. I did get my MBA. I did evening school for for like five years. I knew I wanted to run a company at some point, but I just didn't know what it was going to be. So I'm glad it found me because because I I was looking for a couple of years and, and didn't know what it was going to be. Oh, yeah. And I mean, digital marketing, that's where it's at these days, man. It is. It really is. So many people are getting into it, especially because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, you know, it is a great thing to be into and and be an expert at. So, yeah, definitely encourage people out there. It's a great thing to get into if you're looking. Well, John, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. How can we support you, man? How can people find you? What's going on? Anything cool in the pipeline, you know? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah, any size company, honestly, if you're a B2B focused, that's going to be our wheelhouse. If you're looking to grow sales, um, whether you're a one-person sales team as an exec or you have a large sales team, um, we can definitely support you in whatever way possible. Um, you can reach out to me at john, J-O-H-N, at tfleads.com. Stands for Top of the Funnel Leads. Um, tfleads.com and also something uh, new is um, you can now check uh, myself and Jessica um, uh, Jessica Swint is our VP at TF Leads um, we are co-hosting a new podcast called Funnel Vision so check Funnel Vision out we are now on Apple Podcast and Spotify um, we're in Google Podcast but we are we're trying to get into uh, to other podcast channels so um, yeah thank you so much for for having me Dylan and this is awesome man I've, I've been following you guys you guys do an amazing job and I uh, just really am impressed with with you and and what you're doing much appreciated man it's it was a lot more work than I originally thought but man it's <laughs> blowing up <laughs> good to hear I love it I love well, thanks it thanks for coming on John we'll catch you later man all right thanks so much Dylan take care Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorad.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.